you are. you are listening to Making Bank, where we uncover the mindset and success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business. business. Welcome to Making Bank. I am Josh Felber, where we uncover the mindset and the success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business today. I am super excited for today's guest. From pro snowboarder to money mogul, Chris Nagel has dedicated his life to being America's number one money mentor. Chris has built and owned over 16 companies with his businesses being featured in Forbes, ABC, House Hunters, and his very own HGTV and to pilot in 2018. He is currently the founder of The Money School, which teaches you to be your own bank and the private money club the dating site for private money lenders or borrowers. As an innovator and visionary in wealth building and real estate, he empowers entrepreneurs, business owners, and real estate investors with the knowledge of money, how it works, so they can solve their money problems as well as take control of their money. Chris is also a nationally recognized speaker, author, and podcast host. He has spoken to and taught over tens of thousands of Americans, delivering the financial knowledge that fuels lasting freedom. I want to welcome Chris Noggle to Making Bank today. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, honored, man. Thanks for having me out. Yeah, I know we've been trying to work on making this happen and just super excited to have you on the show. And what was interesting was, oh man, this was probably about two years ago. I had a gentleman on my show and uh, he was a chiropractor and he was talking about the whole be your own bank thing and that kind of stuff. And he's like, you have to have Chris Noggle on your show. So I, I pulled you up on my browser and had it there just as a placeholder, remember to contact you. And then I remembered my, oh, I think the browser crashed one day and I lost it. So I didn't have it and so it kind of went out of sight, out of, you know, remember to contact you. And then a good friend of ours, while we were out in uh, Utah, yeah. um, connect, we sat down and had dinner, connected us. It's like, you guys gotta be, he's gotta be on your podcast. You guys live near each other and everything. I'm like, heck yeah, let's make this thing happen. That was awesome. And, and so putting that out there from a couple of years ago, I, it was that intention. And so and it's just interesting how things work and how it all gravitated back together. So so that's crazy. I didn't know that because I remember meeting you when we were out in Utah. Right. But I had no idea a couple of years prior, somebody said, you got to get this guy on your podcast. So, well, here I am. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So get give us your background. I mean, I know you've done like your professional athlete and done everything from pro snowboarding and surfing and a lot of cool things like that. But when did you get started as an entrepreneur? Yeah, so my upbringing is very common to a lot of people. It's a lower working class family. Okay. My dad was actually an alcoholic and they split. So my mom raised me and it was wow. pretty hard on her. I mean, sure. but uh, that's what made me who I was. She always taught me to dream and she taught me simple, basic things that she had. So when I was you know, I always worked. From 14, I worked on a farm, and at 16, I got a big boy job at a restaurant. I'll never forget it. It was this Italian restaurant. I was so excited, and my mom was proud I got a job. And I remember the, the owner of that restaurant treated me so badly, like to the point where degrading me to a level where I was clinically depressed. My grades fell in school. I, could, I felt like I could do nothing right. Everything around me. I, and I, I, never, I was always an upbeat kid. So like when sure. I was at this point where I felt useless, I felt like I could do nothing right. I didn't know what was going on. And I remember one day, I'd been thinking about this, and one day I'm like, I'm just gonna quit. 
and I come into work, he does the same thing. He sends me into the cooler for a, something and it wasn't there. He did this all the time. He'd send me in knowing it's not there. And then I'd be in there for what felt like forever, but probably five minutes, come out, let him know. He'd ream me and then go in there and then magically bring it out and say it was in the exact place. Maybe I was blind, but that day came and I quit. But in my mind, what I didn't know is I was actually quitting. That day I quit trading hours for dollars. I came home to my mom thinking she's gonna be so upset and I said, mom, I'm gonna start a clothing line in the basement. It's gonna be called Fat Clothing Company, P-H-A-T. Back then, this is 1992. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm dating myself a little bit. Like, I guess I look a little younger, but 1992, I started that first company in, in mom's basement. And um, how it happened is I bought a dozen t-shirts. I brought them to school with me to my art teacher, Mr. Mahalski. He did all the screen printing sure. for the, the, the school. And I printed all those shirts with him, sold them out of my backpack. Then my friends came up and, oh, that's really cool. Here's a design. I'd make their design and then they'd help me sell it. So I was building a sales team and it was the backpack sales team. I didn't even know I was doing it. So that's how I became an entrepreneur. But it's spun because that clothing line, I remember getting the idea, okay, I'm selling it to my friends, but school, you only have a reach of so many. So then I wanted to get out there. I started doing concerts and setting up booths and realizing, okay, I can pay these guys a hundred bucks to let me set a booth up. And one of them said, hey, you should sell to other stores. And I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. So I researched it and I went on the road. Now I was an up and coming snowboarder. My dream was to be a pro snowboarder. So I was always traveling to Vermont and on the 90 all the way to Vermont, there was a ton of skateboard snowboard shops. Now, GPS didn't exist. That's no, the it's idea. all road map, so like funny. paper maps. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have there was GPS. No internet, really. I had an atlas. And on that atlas, and I still have that atlas, it's kind of cool. I, I circled all the places I would go and I started stopping in. Right. And he, the first one, man, sweaty palms, so nervous, but the guys bought. You know, they'd buy smaller, 200, 300 bucks. And, and I did this every time I'd go. And that's how I built up the brand. And then I had it across the Eastern Seaboard. I went to this one guy's shop, it's called Hardpacked in uh, Canandaigua, New York. And the guy bought my stuff and he was so excited about it. He's like, hey, you know, I know you're a good rider, let's go ride. And I'm like, thinking to myself, all right, I kind of get it back on the road. I don't, when's the shop closed? He's like, oh, we close at five. I'm like, I, I can't wait. And he's like, well, let's go right now. <laughs> and I looked, Josh, I looked around and I'm like, there's no one else in the shop. I'm like, well, how's this gonna work? He just locked the door. I was like, I had this idea and I'm like, you can just shut this place down. <laughs> uh, now listen, I'm like 17 years old. Right. Like that's a foreign oh, thing yeah, to me. That's... And we went snowboarding and had the best time. The only thing I could think about from that moment on is I got to have my own shop. And I, I started the ideas. Took fat clothing. And then I guess back then I thought I was the man. So fat man was the name of the shop idea. And, and I wanted to open in the Lockport Mall, this rinky dink little shop, shopping mall. And I needed 70 grand to do this. Let's go back. I'm 17 and I need 70 grand for this dream to be real. Everybody in my family that I talked to about it said, you're crazy, except for my mom, said, you're crazy. You'll lose all the money. My dad said, you got to get a job at the factory. Almost like trying to get me to conform to his lifestyle, right? right? My dad never went after his dreams, but he wants me to conform to his failed dreams. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I think a lot of us deal with that in life. You know, sure. we're forced to conform to what other people tell us to do. Well, luckily I didn't. And luckily I had that one unconditional person in my life and it was my mom. When I told her, she, you know, she'd always check in on me and I said, well, I, the bank said I need collateral and my baseball card collection wasn't enough. So she put her house on the line. Wow. The only thing she had in, in the world was how she got in the divorce and she put it on the line so that I could get that, that $70,000 SBA back loan. And Fat Man Board Shop opened November 94 
and it's still open today. I sold it in 2010. So that was like my early days of becoming sure. an entrepreneur. And I didn't become an entrepreneur for the reasons a lot of people do to get rich. Right. I did it because it was just a great way where I could still snowboard, skateboard, but yet make money to, to support my travels. You mentioned owning your own bank. And when I lived in Texas, um, some friends I knew down there when I had a business um, that were partners of mine were starting their own bank. And they were the super Texas guys. They lived out in El Paso. They had tons of money and tons of assets. And so you got to have, at least when they were starting the bank back then, you had to have all these assets. And you had to prove you have so much cash to the bank because you have a certain amount of cash you have to keep. You know, as a ratio to loan and do all these kind of things. So how did you like start your own bank like that? Thank you for listening to Making Bank. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and sharing is caring. Follow Josh Felber on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more. You can also listen to Making Bank on Amazon Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and watch on Apple TV, Success Thinkers Network, Amazon Fire, and YouTube.